And now, another episode of Radio Yesterday, brought to you by ChuckChat.com. We present Jimmy Clitheroe as the Clitheroe Kid with Peter Sinclair, Patricia Burke, Danny Ross and Diana Day in... 100 Not Out! Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Clitheroe Kid is 100 programs old today. And in this special edition, we invite you to recall with us some of Jimmy's exploits in company with his mother and his grandfather, who are snatching a few brief moments of peace and quiet in the home whilst Jimmy is away at school. Ah, you know, Pat, my dear, when you look back, young Jim's certainly been quite a handful. Oh, you can say that again, Father. I was only thinking this morning when I was trying to get him out of bed. Do you remember that Christmas day a couple of years ago? <laughs> you didn't have to wake him up that day. He woke us up. That's what I mean. He can get up easy enough when it suits him. <laughs> Merry Christmas, ma'am. Merry Christmas. Rise and shine, Grandad. Merry Christmas. Wakey, wakey, Susan. Merry Christmas. Even to you. <laughs> What's the idea, then, banging the door down at half past five in the morning? Mum, it's half past five. Oh. <laughs> What's all the noise about? What time is it? It's half past five, Susan. Breakfast at nine. You've just got time to put your face on. I thought that on Christmas Day I might have had a bit of peace. Really, Jimmy, this is too bad. <laughs> Well, I wanted you to open all our presents together. Uh, yeah, but not at half past five. Oh, all right. Go back to bed again. I'll, I'll give you a call at six. You'll do nothing of the kind. We didn't get to bed until after midnight. Mm, I know that. I heard Mr. Higginbottom and Mr. Whittle bringing you home. What do you mean, bringing me home? I mean, the three of you coming down the street, arm in arm, singing jingle bells and doing the polyglide. No wonder that policeman stopped you. Policeman? Yeah, just outside our door, he said. Well then, quieten down a bit. So Mr. Whittle put his arms around the copper and sang, So... Talking about Christmas, do you remember him going on at Susan over some tickets for a pantomime? Oh, yes. When she went to book the seats and couldn't get any. <laughs> I remember him chatting to me about it when I was shaving in the bathroom. Jimmy, will you stop staring at my face when I'm shaving? Well, it's all that soap you've got on. You look like you've been eating candy floss and couldn't find your mouth. <laughs> look, Jimmy, will you stop trying to make me laugh while I've got a razor against my throat? Granddad, why do you shave? Because I don't want people to see my face covered in hairs. Well, when we went swimming, you didn't shave the hairs off your chest. Now, <laughs> oh, don't be silly. Have you ever tried growing a beard? Well, I had one when I was in the Merchant Navy. A fine, big, thick, black beard. You mean you were a pirate? <laughs> well, in those days, everybody in the Navy grew a beard. Ah, the ladies loved a beard. You mean they grew them as well? Oh. 
look, Jimmy. I'm trying to tell you. Oh, cut myself now. Oh, you're always cutting yourself. Why don't you get an electric razor? Because my beard's too strong for an electric razor. Well, Alfie Hall uses one. That youth. <laughs> He's only to stand in a strong wind and he shave for the week. <laughs> Jimmy, remember when he tried to grow a moustache? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen more hairs on a goose dog. <laughs> Look, what are you doing up here in the bathroom anyway? We've usually got to drag you in here. I wanted to make sure you don't wear a kilt tomorrow night when we go to the pantomime. Well, it's not fixed yet that we're going. Oh, of course it is. My mum says Susan's collecting the tickets tonight on her way home from work. Well, in any case, why shouldn't I wear my kilt? Because sitting in the front row, I'll be the worst big mouth nosy parker in the district. Who's that? My pal, Ozzy. Oh, what's he, what's he got to do with me wearing my kilt? I don't want him telling all the lads he saw me at Cinderella sitting with one of the ugly sisters. <laughs> no, that'll be enough of that. Look now. Go on, downstairs and make yourself useful. Go on, away you go now. Help your mother. Hi, too, Susan. Yes, Mother. Oh, what a queue there was at the theatre. Oh, were you able to get four seats together then? I couldn't get four seats at all. The pantomime sold out for three weeks. Nothing at all for three weeks? Nope, not even a box. Oh, what'll Jimmy say? Oh, he'll be back to school before then. He won't be able to see the pantomime at all. Oh, we mustn't upset Jimmy. He's ruined in this house. He can do no wrong. No, no, no. He's not a bad lad. You know, you're rather hard on Jimmy sometimes. He's very fond of you, really. Hello, Mum. Hello, Scraggy Neck. <laughs> you're back then. He is very fond of me. Jimmy, don't you be cheeky. Now, listen, Susan called at the theatre to get the tickets. I hope they're not at the back, because I've heard Buttons throws lollipops out, and, and I, he can't reach that far. Jimmy, will you please listen to me? I want to, to be me. in the second row, because Ozzy's sitting in the front, and I want to be behind him. Then, while the ballot's on, I can clout him with me cap. <laughs> You're not in the second row or the back. Oh, heck, she's got us in the circle. Well, listen, Olive Oil... You can just take them back and change them. I didn't get any seats in the circle. Oh, that's different. I didn't get any seats at all. Because if you got seats... You what? <laughs> Jimmy, they're all sold out for three weeks. I'm afraid you won't be able to go at all. You mean I'll have to go back to school without seeing the pantomime? Yeah, I'm sorry, Jimmy. Well, Tossie's going. I know, son, but, well, they must have booked very early. Charlie Thompson's going. Yes, Jim, I know. <laughs> be there tomorrow night watching Cinderella. Yes, Jim. And the pumpkin changes us into the coach and yes. she goes to the ball and, and loses her slipper. Yes. And then the prince finds it, puts it on again. They all live happy ever after. And now, now, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, you got to hand it to him, Pat. Even when he's upset, he still insists on cracking his wee jokes. Yes, he's got an odd sense of humour. I think he takes after you, Father. Uh, then, Pat, don't go putting me in the same class as that young mastermind. He's too crafty for the lot of us. <laughs> he's got an answer for everything. Well, not always. What about the time he went in for that quiz at school? Oh, aye, aye. You mean when they were going to pick a team to take part in the top of the forum on the radio? Yes. He didn't know all the answers then, did he? I remember Alfie telling us. There was one question about sport, and to find out the answer, they rang up the local newspaper offices. Aye, and a fat lot of good it did them. It's seven what, Jimmy? Seven, three, four, two. You're right. 
to some questions about sport. What was that? I want to get some answers to questions about sport. Sport! <laughs> oh, well, I'm not a drinking man, but I'll do my best. Oh, sport, not port. <laughs> oh, give me the phone. Hello? We want to know how many caps Tom Finney won. Can you hear me? Yes, of course. Good. What's the question? <laughs> How many caps Tom Finney won? Tom Finney. Tom Finney? Yes. Oh, doesn't work here. <laughs> oh, no, no, this is a newspaper office, you see. Sounds like a nut house. <laughs> this is the weekly mail. This is where we came in. Any minute now, we'll be back to... Hello? Hello? Oh, don't some mullers have them. Oh, yes, he can be rude sometimes. Oh, I suppose you're right, Pat. But let's not be too hard on young Jim, eh? He's got his good side, you know. Really? Well, when's he going to show it? Now then, Pat, he's not all that bad. He's very fond of his mother for a start. <laughs> I know, I was only joking. Uh, I remember when he lost that pound note after saving up to buy you a birthday present. Oh, yes. But he wasn't going to disappoint his mum. Didn't he go to some trouble to try and raise that money, though? <laughs> <laughs> Trouble's the right word. He even went round and saw us his dad, old Hagenbotham. Three days flogging myself to death for a measly four bob. Still, this might do it. Should have thought of the Higginbottoms before. Hello, Mr. Higginbottom. Oh, it's you, troublemaker. <laughs> you always have your little joker. <laughs> I've been wanting to see you, Clitheroe. What happened to our Aussie on Tuesday? Oh, he had a bit of bad luck. I know, he met you. <laughs> His collar was ripped, his nose was bleeding. We were only playing pig. What with, hammers? <laughs> well, in our gang, if you give them a gentle shove, they don't count it as pig. I just shoved Ozzy in on the back a bit too hard, that's all. A shove on the back can't do all that damage. Well, when I shoved him, it was up a tree. <laughs> you 
little hooligan. Anyway, clear up, I'm busy. I'm just coming out to clean our windows. But Mr. Higginbottom have called round to invite us to a birthday party. Oh, yes. Yes, uh, and you and Mrs. Higginbottom to be Mum's birthday party on Saturday. Oh, that's very nice of your mother, I must say. Uh, you come, then? Yes, uh, thank you very much. Um, would you like to give me the entrance fee now? It's... <laughs> Entrance fee? Yeah, 15 bomb. If you'd like to make it 16, you can bring your ground. <laughs> uh, he didn't get much change out of Mr. Higginbottom, did he? <laughs> he didn't need it. Do you remember how it all ended? I certainly do. When he'd no hope of buying my present, he was given a pound by his kindly old granddad. <laughs> You mean his big mug of a granddad? <laughs> I gave him the pound and then, and then found out he sold his dominoes and boxing gloves to the neighbours and his punch ball to Alfie Hall. He was over 25 bob in profit. <laughs> yes. Oh, but I did get my present from him. That lovely perfume. Mind you, I was surprised at him selling his toys. Would have been more like our gym to try and sell the piano. Oh, you're right there, Pat. He hates the piano, doesn't he? Yes, I might as well face up to it. Jim is never going to be a second Pagodorovsky. Do you remember his music teacher telling us about all that trouble he had once? Oh, I'd do that. That poor teacher. What was he called him now? Dizzy Fingers Dobson. That's it. Oh, what a thankless job that fellow had. Now then, James, you'll have to try harder than this, you know. Much harder. Oh, my word, yes. Yeah, what are you doing? Now, come along once again now, and I will count the beats. Mr. Dobson. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, one, one. Oh, stop, 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 stop. What's up? Did I play a wrong note? <laughs> no, I've never heard anything so, 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 so dreadful. Oh, don't tell me. Tell the fellow who wrote it. <laughs> oh, stupid boy. I mean, the way that you're playing it is terrible. If you don't behave yourself, I shall have to get out my ruler. My little black one. Oh, yes. Not the little black ruler. Now, once again, and remember, there are two pedals on the piano. Now, off you go. Two, three, one. One, two, one, two, three. Stop, stop, stop. You're splashing me now. The pedals. Well, why aren't you using them? I'm freewheeling. James, you're going to play this piece properly, or I will know the reason why. I'll tell you the reason why. The rotten piano's too big for me. All them notes, and I've only got ten fingers. I'm outnumbered before I start. Silly boy, silly, silly, silly. You don't play all the notes at once, silly. You only play the ones written on that music. I can't. I don't understand the music. It's now five lines and them black dots that beat me. Oh. I had none of this when I was learning the mouth organ. It was just blow, suck, blow. Blow, suck, blow. There's nothing difficult about the five lines. They represent the notes, E.T.B.D.F. Do you remember that? 
Hmm? Well, don't look like that. You remember it. E G B D F. Every good boy deserves Tabor. Oh. That's where I've been going wrong. I've been saying every girl born deserves flogging. Ah. There's the telephone. Get away. Well, you keep practicing the pianoforte while I go and answer it. And remember, I shall be listening. Oh, heck. Dizzy fingers, Dobson and his skater's waltz. I wish he'd fall through the ice. What have you stopped playing for? For good if it's left to me. That was your mother on the telephone asking how you were doing and telling me to stand for no nonsense. So, as you see, I have brought my little black ruler with me. Yes, well, I don't want to use it, so please, James, will you really try for my sake, for your mother's sake, and for your grandfather's sake? Oh, for Pete's sake, let's get on. Now, now, naughty boy. Now, we will try something you know. The anvil chorus. There's your note. Off you go with the anvil chorus. And I will be time with my little black lula on your knuckles if necessary. Oh, my word. Yes. Right. Stand by for one chorus on the anvil. I can't play a daft old tune, you, you, you big bully. Ah, you contain yourself. Oh, wait till I tell me grandad about this. He'll, he'll stick his bagpipes in your ear and... <laughs> blow your brains out. Oh, 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 impudence. Oh, it's a good thing your time is up, but before you come for your next lesson, you'll practice as you've never practiced before. Oh, yes, so oh, yes, so oh, yes. My right, yes. Oh, you will. Will, yes. All right, but I'm warning you. I'll be wishing you all the horrible things I can think of. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, dear, yes. <laughs> Talk about music soothing the savage breast. It worked the other way around that time. Do you ever see Mr. Dobson these days, Father? Oh, aye. He played for us at a concert the other week down at the Pensioners Club. Oh, I was telling about that concert last year. You know, when they wanted me to be the compere. Oh, yes. They phoned up for you and our Jim told them that you wouldn't be doing it. Aye, if you remember, I, I got the offer of a, a waiting-on job at the Rose and Crown on the same night. Ah, but I did decide to do the comparing after all. Yes, but our Jimmy didn't know that. Didn't he put them in touch with Mr. Holroyd, that comedian who used to live next door? That's right. Holroyd and I decided to... 
to join forces and, and do the computing together as a double act. Oh, you remember what Jimmy did, don't you? I certainly do. He tried to send Mr. Holroyd to a deserted scout hut to get him out of the way. <laughs> Holroyd got a phone call from Jimmy, pretending to be an old woman. And you got one from Alfie Hall, pretending to be an old man. <laughs> oh, what a keeper. You know, if I remember rightly, I was rehearsing with Holroyd round at his house when Jimmy rang up. By tunnel and Lochanach and Lochaber, I will go by heaven. See, I see. I see. Why did the bald headed man paint rabbits on his head? I don't know. Why did the bald headed man paint rabbits on his head? Because from a distance they look like hair. <laughs> <laughs> now that's where the wife and I, you see, we used to go into the song and dance there. Ah, well, after a joke like that, it would be safer to keep moving. <laughs> Oh, excuse me a minute, William Peter. Uh, mark my words, you know, the old age pensioners, they'll go for that stuff, they'll go for it. <laughs> They're more likely to go for us. Hello, Bert Alroy, do you? Hello, Mr. Alroy. This is Mrs. Thorpe speaking. Uh, who? Mrs. Thorpe. From the Derby and John Club. You have dropped a penny on the floor. Oh, sure. Oh, uh, yes. Well, just a minute, Mrs. Uh, hey, Peter, yeah. come here. Come and listen to this a minute. Why? Who is it? Someone for me? No, 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 no. Keep your hand over the mouth. It, it, it's an old lady from the Derby and John Club, she says. But I think this old lady wears short trousers. What? <laughs> no, no, no. Look, it's Jimmy having a game. I heard Alfie as well. Well, play it along then. Let's hear what he's up to. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> Hello. Uh, sorry, Mrs. Uh, 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 there was uh, somebody at the door. Uh, what did you want? Coming to our meeting at half past seven, aren't you? Uh, that's right, yes. At Mrs. Billington's. Well, it's been changed now. Changed! Yes, changed! Oh, has it? Yeah. Yes, we're, we're having it in the Scout Hut in the Demby Street. Uh, the Scout Hut, yes. Well, uh, thank you for telling me, Mrs. Uh... No, 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 <laughs> yes, that's what I thought you said, yeah. Well, uh, all right, then I'll go there, then. Good. Uh, go goodbye. I'll see you there, then. Goodbye. In the pig's eye, you will. <laughs> well, what do you make of that, then, Peter, eh? Well, I think I'm on to him. And I'd better get back home. If I'm right, I should be getting a call from an old-age pensioner myself in about one minute. You've put your money in now, dial the number. Well, wait a minute, let me try my voice out first. Oh, well, hurry up then, go on, like an old man. Yeah. <clears throat> Hello, is that you, Mr. Sinclair? <laughs> Who's that? Sounds more like an old goat. <laughs> Listen, um, what any old man will do, that bloke in Treasure Island, you know, uh, Ben Gunn. Oh, shut up. Well, here we go, then. Oh, that bloke on the telly stepped on. That's it, he stepped on. Hello? Hello? Mr. Sinclair here? Yeah, hello? Is that Mr. Sinclair? Yes, who's that speaking? I'm Mr. Septo. <laughs> oh, 
some mothers have them. Mumbled in him like I did. You are. Get on, I mean, you are. What name did you say? Mr. Oh, yes. Uh, what's your first name? Alfred. Alfred. Oh, Alfred Thorne. What did you want, Mr. Thorne? Uh, the Abbey and Joan Club would like you to come to a meeting at half past seven. What for? I don't know. <laughs> About organising the concert, you dope. About organising the concert, you dope. <laughs> I mean... All right, right you are, then. Uh, bye-bye, Mr. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> you yeah, Well, Jim, how was I? Marvellous. You could be on the telly with Steptoe. Mm. Hey, do you think so? Yeah. That horse of theirs can't last forever. <laughs> oh, poor Alfie. It shouldn't happen to a dog. <laughs> hey, Pat, talking about the pensioners' club, do you mind the time they wanted to make me the new chairman? Oh, you mean when they didn't want the old chairman back again? Ah, that's right. That bad tempered old Colonel Sanderson. Remember the night I got elected? Will I ever forget it? They had the election meeting right here in our house, and nobody expected the colonel to turn up. He wouldn't have done if it hadn't been for young Jim. Yeah, but when he arrived at the front door, Jimmy tried to make him believe he was at the wrong house. <laughs> to open the door, but we'll have to tell him he's at the wrong house. Send him away. Yeah, that's a good idea. Right, go and tell him. Okay, I'm going... Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not going to get my head bitten off. Why not? You'd never miss it. <laughs> Look, he spoke to me on the phone, so I can't go and tell him he's at the... Wait a minute. Listen, we'll both tell him. I'll change my voice, and you'll be me dad. You are? You're Patrick Murphy, and I'm your son. <laughs> Patrick Murphy, Jr., Known as Little Spud. <laughs> oh, just bide your time, will you? We're running as fast as we can walk. <laughs> Play it up, Alfie. Oh, dear. Oh, the top of the morning, two years, two years. Dar, say hello. Dar. Dar. Down me now. The top of the morning, two years. Morning. Evening. Oh, well, we go by the Irish time, don't we, Dad? Yeah, I mean, sure. We always have the clock set for Ireland, because it's morning there when it's night here. And that's why my dad goes out every morning on the night shift. Vigabas, <laughs> Vigara. Never mind all this rubbish. I just want to see Mr. Sinclair, please. And who would he be after being at Arnitar? Oh, Peter Sinclair, of course. He lives here, doesn't he? Would he be the Irish Navy? <laughs> Girl, is he one of the lodgers? Yeah. I don't know. Big Gary. Big Gary's not knowing all of them. We've got 12 navvies lodging here in the big bedroom. Now, look, if this is some kind of a joke... <laughs> You, sir. You, you. Do you know Mr. Sinclair? Yeah, he's Jimmy's grand. Get on me, lad! Oh, oh me, 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 bejabers. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you've got the wrong house at all, at all. Now, look, look, look. The number is 42, isn't it? I mean, that's the one that I was told. Ah, uh, that's the trouble. 
It's 24, but the wind's blowed it round again. Those involved in the 100th edition of the Total Oil Kid were Peter Sinclair's grandfather, Patricia Burke's mother, Danny Ross's Alfie Hall, Diana Day as Susan, with Derek Guiler as Mr. Holroyd, Mr. Dobson, and a night watchman, and Tony Melody as Mr. Higginbottom. The pianist was Harry Haywood. The recorded program was written by James Casey and Frank Roscoe, produced by James Casey, and starred Jimmy Clitheroe as the kid himself. telling you all these stories and you might be interested to know that up to date I've had 34 spankings washed my neck six times <laughs> and eaten 500 weight of whipped cream walnuts <laughs> see you next week ta-da